My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Why Bloody Valentine? I'm Rich, and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi. And we watched Five Nights at Freddy's. Proof that if you bug me long enough, I'll do what you want. Because our kids picked this movie and didn't even know they were picking it. Yeah, you you are the type of parent that if they bother you enough, you'll just be like, all right, do whatever you want. Yes, please. Please. Leave me alone. Just as long as it's not dangerous or destructive. You could probably get away with doing it. A little destructive, you could probably get away with doing it too. But I draw the line at dangerous. Do you? Yes. Even though danger is my middle name. No, it's not. Alfred. Hey. How dare you? We got a cast to get into, so let's get into the cast. Is that cat biting you? No, she scratched me. Scratching you? What's her fucking problem? shit first is justin hutcherson as mike most people will know him as Peta from the hunger games movies he's also in one of my favorite movies ever the disaster artist did you remember him from the hunger games yes hunger games yes not nothing else yeah i don't think you even watched the disaster artist with me i think you went to sleep instead next up is piper rubio as abby she doesn't have a whole lot of credits here as she is in fact a child I thought she was pretty good in this. You think the little kid was good? Yeah. And then we have Elizabeth Lael as Vanessa, who is the police officer. A lot of her work is in television. She was in You, Gossip Girl, Once Upon a Time. I don't think I've watched any of those shows. Have you watched any of those shows? No. And lastly, you knew we were going to talk about Matthew Lillard. I love this guy. If all I knew about him was his reputation at conventions, I'd still love this guy. He is like the sweetest human being. Yeah, that's what you said. He's also a great actor. We're talking about Scream and Scooby-Doo and 13 Ghosts. She's all that. SLC Punk Hackers on and on and on and on. I can't believe this is the first time he's been on the podcast. He is so old now. Time comes for us all. What should I say? He looks so old now because there's older actors don't quite look this old well they might have made him look older for the movie yeah time for the show there's lots of metallic squeaking to start this film that's literally what it's called in the captions metallic squeaking mm-hmm. a scared whimpering man is trying to escape through a vent some sort of security guard he's made it to the classic storeroom every fucking horror movie it seems has a storeroom but there's clearly a party going outside and by party i'm talking like a Chuck E. cheese party this is what this is. This is Chuck E. Cheese, mm-hmm. except with different animatronics. This man is strapped down in some metal chair and I think chopped up by the face of a bear. That's what it looked like happened. Yeah. 
So this movie's PG-13, which means no boobs. There were no jump scares, which is odd, because this is a jump scare video game. Yeah. Like, that's the whole point of the video there game. There were a few times they tried. Right, but you'd think they would have been a little more successful. But really weird things jump scare me. Yeah, I was surprised that there was nothing really crazy in this one to get anybody. That they could have done a little bit better on the jump scare, considering the video game is just a jump scare. It, it, the video game is actually scary when they jump scare you, too. Like, it's super quiet, super dark, and then suddenly it's right in yeah. your face. Like, I'd argue it gets the, you every time. I'd argue the game is scarier than the movie. It is scary. I don't even know if that's a hot take. That just might be a stone-cold fact. 110 Minutes came out in 2023. We had... Seven deaths in this movie. One of them's a sort of death. And one of them, you had a question mark, and then you scribbled it out. Right. And counted it as the next death. Right. Because it got her in that spot. Yep, right in that spot. You know what spot I'm talking about. So we cut to, like, the most Stranger Thing music I've heard outside of the show Stranger Things. Like, this is such a shameless ripoff, the music in this, of yeah. Stranger Things. As soon as it came on, I was like, this is giving me Stranger Things vibes, and you were like, I'm literally writing that right now. Yeah, it's shameless. We get an opening credit scene, which is, it's actually a cool opening credit scene. It's like 8-bit style FNAF video game stuff on monitors. So I can appreciate that, because I love 8-bit video games and old-timey Nintendo-style shit. This is kind of like that. It's very arcadey. I dig it. So, the opening credits didn't go on too long, and they were interesting. We get an alarm blaring, dude rolling out of bed. He ignores his pills and does some push-ups. So I thought like the pills were necessary for him, but they're sleeping pills. That's why he ignored them. Mm -hmm. There's many drawings in this home because he has a sister named Abby, and Abby is an artist. She draws all the fucking time. The man we've met is Mike. Mike is a security guard at the mall. Mike sees a man walking fast with a child. He's not going to let this stand kidnapping in his mall he chases this motherfucker down tackles him into a vault, and beats the fuck out of him in front of the kid he beats this man he's calling him daddy so, yes calling him daddy he beats this father severely like he should probably just go to jail yeah he should have been arrested not fired i mean he pummeled this man it wasn't like he just tackled him in the fountain and held him there he beats this man's face Whereas if you hold someone in a fountain, that might be killing them. So You're not wrong. That could also lead to much worse than a bloody nose. This cost him his job, a job in a long line of many. Mike Schmidt has a problem being employed. I don't like that his name is Mike Schmidt either because it reminds me of the baseball player. And the reason my dad became a Pirates fan, despite growing up in Philly... Is because his friend, his dad, like, worked at the stadium or something, the Phillies stadium. Mm -hmm. And they got to go and meet the Phillies players. And Mike Schmidt was, like, the biggest asshole in the whole world to him. Hmm. So the dad, like, felt bad, I guess, and took them to meet the Pirates. And they were all nice to him. And that's why your dad likes the Pirates? That's what he said. Hmm. Uh, the career counselor he meets with is very odd. He notices his name is Mike Schmidt, and for some reason he gets really fucking weird about it. But it does remind him that he has a job for him. Pay is not great, but the hours are worse. 
That's not exactly what you want from a job. Poor pay and bad hours. Not the best. Yeah, he did not do a good job at selling. He didn't even attempt to. Sadly for him, Mike can't do nights. It also appears Mike is getting evicted. And it also appears that Abby may be a troubled child. Won't eat, imaginary friends, lost in all the drawing. There's some trauma there. Well, you'd think so, considering she's living with her brother. Yes. It's weird, because they don't really address the parents until much later in the movie. Yeah, but you know something's happened. Yeah, you know something's happened, but you're like, are they dead? Did they abandon them? What the fuck happened? They don't even address it until much later in the movie. Mike, for his part, sleeps to the sounds of nature and has a Visit Nebraska poster on his ceiling. We find out the Visit Nebraska poster is because this is where they were when his little brother was kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And I guess the nature sounds are because they were camping. So, And he's purposely trying to have dreams about it because he's trying to figure out who kidnapped his brother, right? Correct. He's trying to lucid dream, Mm -hmm. which they, they go over a little bit when he's still working at the mall during like the food court and he's explaining it to one of his other security guard buddies that this is what's trying to happen. So we get a flashback and there's a lot of flashbacks in this movie. They're all dreams, but they're also flashbacks. He needs to watch his brother. Garrett is kidnapped. Doing this, like you said, to try to figure out who the fuck stole his brother. Not that it would bring his brother back. Their aunt wants Abby. So aunt, I forget her name. Jenny? Wants Abby. She thinks Mike shouldn't have her. She is probably right, but she's also awful. Yeah, the only reason why she wants her is for the paycheck. Yeah, so... No good outcomes for this little girl. The best outcome might be her brother who at least loves her. They're going to take him to court for custody if he won't sign her over, which he will not. So now the man really needs a job. And he can suddenly work night shift. His nights have opened up. He has open availability now. Well, he has no choice. So we get a little bit of the backstory of the arcade. Huge in the 80s with the kids. Shut down for years. Owner won't let him tear it down. Electricity is a bit iffy. Security system fully functional. This is Freddy Fazbear's. Mm Mm-hmm. And the power is on. It's never great when the dude hiring you says, I'll catch you on the flip side. Hopefully. Like, oh, boy, I don't think I can work nights anymore. That does that that not instill confidence. Yeah, he said it was a high turnover rate, but did he did not say it was because they all died. Yeah. Mike is taking the job very seriously, fairly seriously. He's watching the training videos. I don't think I'd watch the training videos from the There's 1980s. No one there to make it. Actually, I probably would watch the training videos from the 1980s because I will watch 1980s training videos on YouTube right now. For fun? Yeah. How how many people have I showed the hot drinks Wendy's training video? Yeah. So many. Possibly everybody I know has seen that video. All because I watched it on a VHS tape in Wendy's in the late 90s when they should have had a new video by then. So like we said, this is basically Chuck Entertainment Cheese. And that's what the E stands for. Did you know that? His middle name is Entertainment. Just like mine is Danger. I, I did not know, but I didn't think about it either. So yours is not Danger. <clears throat> Everybody thinks of Chuck E. Cheese, but Chuck E. Cheese wasn't the only of these places. There were more. And there were some that were just like their own. Like it wasn't just Chuck E. Cheese 
and that's it. What do you mean, like hooplas or whatever? I don't know about hooplas. Was does hooplas have animatronics? No. I'm talking about like weird animatronic shit. Oh. So I went to a place in Reading, and it was called Major Magic, and it was just like that, except they had. I think they were like bears and shit that would sing to you and just scare the fuck out of you because they just randomly turn on or whatever. Hmm. It was real weird. And I remember it. I think this was um, in the latter years of Major Magic. I, I really think that's what it's called. I looked it up and I looked up a couple pictures and I think that's what it was. I think it was this place. It was like dark. It was really weird. It wasn't like super bright and cheery like a Chuck E. Cheese. It was kind of dark and a little bit scary. I was too poor for Chuck E. Cheese. I've never been there. I have been to Chuck E. Cheese once, and it was as, like, a teenager, like, a 17-year-old. I went to Chuck E. Cheese. And I will say this. I don't know if this still holds true. Pizza wasn't terrible. It's pretty good. Maybe we should go to Chuck E. Cheese. No. Why not? I have no interest in doing that now as a, an adult. But part of being an adult and having adult money is doing what you missed out on as a child. No, thank you. Okay. There, There's nothing I would want to do at Chuck E. Cheese now as an you adult. You don't want to play fucking skee-ball? No. Skee-ball is awesome. No. You wouldn't want to compete with me in skee-ball? No. Why? Because you think I'd win? I don't know. So that's why you don't know if you'd win. I don't know. I would play if we had to. And if you won, would you play again? Probably. And if you lost, would you play again? After I won one? So we're one and one now? Yeah. I don't know. Might just leave it at a tie? Hmm. Anyway, we're just wandering around the pizzeria now, and he has another flashback. This time there are five kids in it. He's napping at work. The kids are all sort in all sorts of costumes. Not really costumes, but kind of costumes. They're basically in their clothes with, like, accoutrement. That would lead you to see which of the characters in Five Nights at Freddy's they are. They all have a little bit of their character. But those kids weren't actually there when it really happened, right? Correct. No, they were ghosts. But, spoiler alert, they were all abducted by the same guy. So they're all connected in a little bit. Right. That's why they're there. Right. He just, I don't understand how he thinks they correlate to his dream. He made it through night one, though. Aunt and her gaggle of douchebags are at some diner, and we find out the babysitter is actually a spy. So the aunt hired the babysitter to get information on Mike to try to use it in court against him. Her lawyer is a moron, and he realizes he shouldn't be there for this conversation because it's criminal activity that he's witnessing. But he doesn't leave. They won't let him. The new plan is to get him fired from his job. I thought lawyers were allowed to know that you are guilty and have done criminal things. I think they're allowed to know you've done criminal things. I don't know that they're allowed to know you are still planning criminal things. Oh, okay. That you're going to carry out crimes in the future. Because then they're an accessory to them. So we're going to get him fired and they're going to pay... $1,000 for this group of hoodlums to break in and destroy the place and maybe steal whatever they can. Mike tears his Nebraska poster down, and Abby is going to to work with Mike, according to Abby. 
Not tonight, though. We'll get there eventually. She will. But not tonight. He's not done with Nebraska. He just takes Nebraska to work with him because that's where he'll be doing the bulk of his sleeping. And because those kids were in his dream, he's going to try to use them to find out who took his fucking brother. I don't think he's supposed to be sleeping at work. I don't think so either. But honestly, like that, that's a pretty boring job. What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, you'd think you'd notice if somebody tried to break into a place you'd like that. or something. So. Yeah, anything. I don't think I could sleep there, though. It was creepy as fuck. Yeah, it was creepy as fuck. But we got a storm, so maybe the thunder and the rain would put you to sleep. And we go back to Dreamland. The kids are here again. This time he catches a kid, and they slice him with a hook. Suddenly, the whole place is alive with the sound of music. And it wakes him up. And he actually got sliced. Yes. Police are at the door. It's like a Freddy Krueger movie. Or Hmm. Freddy Freddy Krueger dream. Next line. This is Vanessa. She notices Mike is bleeding. So something that happened in a dream happened in real life. Basically, Nightmare on Elm Street. Boom. We're on the same page. We're sharing a brain. It's like we're part of the same podcast. Weird. Our our brains have melted together. Mm. It's a good brain. Yours is still functional. Mine is not. Yours functions. They just function in different ways. I can't remember Jack. I don't even know anybody named Jack. I'm sure you know tons of Jacks. You could sit there and name like probably 15 Jacks. That I know? No, not that you know, just in general. Oh, like Jack Sparrow? Mm-hmm. And Jack, was his name? Jack Dawson from fucking Titanic? See? They're not real people, though. Okay, when we're done with this podcast, we'll see how many Jacks you can think of. Okay. Vanessa really loved this place as a kid. She thinks he's suspicious. She's not surprised to hear it's been a weird night. She's sure he'll quit. So again, nobody inspires confidence in this job. She also spills the beans about the kids that have gone missing. She turns on the animatronics. The missing kids in the 80s is why this place shut down. They couldn't find them anywhere. I don't understand why they need to shut down Chuck E. Cheese because kids went missing. Well, I think if the kids go missing at Chuck E. Cheese... Like, oh, they went missing there. I, it seems I like I mean, probably. that kid got kidnapped in the middle of the fucking woods, so why would why would you assume that they got they went missing in there? Right, but he didn't turn into an animatronic. So I'm assuming those kids that turned into the animatronics... What do you mean he didn't? I thought he did. I thought he was Foxy. Garrett? Mm-hmm. I don't... Th- maybe. I don't think so, though. I thought... Later... There was a kid looking at the girl, and then it faded backwards and turned into Foxy. I thought that was Garrett. Or maybe that was a different kid. Hmm. I could be wrong. I don't I don't think that you are. I don't think it's clear. Okay, I don't I don't think he was. But it it is kind of unclear because the one that he tackles, the bl- the blonde kid or whatever has a hook and cuts him. And Foxy's the one with the hook. Oh yeah, that's true. So I think uh Garrett's soul was just in there and he was kind of watching it maybe. Well, why would he bring him there then? Well, cuz he owned that place. Why would he kidnap him then? Because he's a monster. I'm not sure if Vanessa is weird or what at this point, but the whole interaction with her definitely was. On a positive note, night two is in the books. Those fucking thugs are breaking in now that he has left. I'm not sure how this would cost him his job. Like, they broke... I googled, and it says 
The FNAF movie theory suggests Garrett's soul is in Balloon Boy. That could be, and that's why at the end, the mid credit scene, you get to see Balloon Boy. Yeah, apparently there's a few more movies coming out, sequels. But the lore, what everyone is saying, is that Garrett is Balloon Boy. That would make more sense, because like I said, that kid that cut him with the hook definitely wasn't his brother. All right, okay, yeah, that that was Foxy. It's weird how this fucking movie has, like, lore. Like, the lore of this movie. This was based off the most basic fucking video game ever. All of this. Mm -hmm. It's fucking crazy what became of that video game. So three criminals criminals enter and start um, smashing and stealing and all that shit. Dude in the kitchen sees some fridge doors rattling and he's going to check it out. There's a cupcake in there. An animatronic cupcake. And then there's Chica. And Cupcake leaps from Chica's hand and eats his face. So Cupcake gets the first kill. Here's something you need to know about what happened as we were watching this movie. We knew who all these fuckers were. Yeah. We know these characters. Our youngest son is obsessed with these characters. And not of the game, because he was too scared to play the game. But he is obsessed with these characters. And he has all the plushies. Little plushies, big plushies, mini plushies. He has little figurines. He has big figurines. He has figurines that come apart. And you can put one head on the other one. And he has pop. Funko Pops. Funko Pops. And keychains. and Bootleg Lego sets. T-shirts, yes. Lego sets. How? All, all the things. It's definitely hundreds. Is it thousands of dollars we've spent on FNAF stuff? Maybe thousand. At least a thousand, probably. I mean, every single plushie was at least fifteen dollars. Yeah, and, and some I of them know much more. He's got fifty, at least. He has like an army duffel bag. Mm-hmm. So, like one of those duffel bags that you would see. A soldier carrying... That has to put to all war. of their belongings in. Yeah. yeah. It is full of these fucking FNAF plushies. Mm-hmm. He has so many. And the reason why he has that bag is because he had a bag that was big enough to fit one of those freaking bouncy houses in. Like when you roll it up and put it in. He had it in that bag, but the zipper broke. So that's how many plushies he has in a fucking bouncy house size bag. Yeah, a big bouncy house size bag too. So we're very familiar with these characters. Hank flips out, and he bolts. He hides in a closet, but Bonnie is in there. He is also dead. We don't know how. The mastermind of this whole fucking plot is fleeing, but he's leaving a trail of quarters like Hansel and Gretel. They know where he is. Cupcake's trying to bust through the vent, but he holds it off. Foxy gets his ass, though. Well, we learned in the video game that you can't do both. No, nope. You can't hold the vent closed and hold the door closed. Correct. It's one or the other. And in comes the babysitter. There's a little boy, and Max follows. His voice is coming from Freddy. This is the most gruesome kill in the movie, and you barely see anything. But what you see is gruesome. So, she basically puts her face in Freddy's mouth to, like, see where this fucking boy is. An arm comes out and pulls her in, and Freddy bites this woman in half. Yeah. I don't know what happened to her upper body. I don't know. 
There must the, be a lot of room in there. The lower half fell to the floor. Mm-hmm. That was the most gruesome kill in the movie, I believe. So they're all dead. Abby found the papers. Abby hates Aunt Jane. She's mean and she smells like cigarettes. That's enough to do it. Vanessa is at the door. What do you think she wants to talk about? The break-in. She doesn't want to charge him with criminal negligence, so he's explaining the sleeping pills. He's explaining his brother. He's explaining all that bullshit. Theory is that you never forget anything. They're all in there. Everything. All your memories are in there. Just buried. You have to find a way to get them out. This has always been my theory. That you don't actually forget anything. You just forget to remember it. Because how many times have you been like, Oh my fucking God! This thing! From 20 years ago. And it just takes whatever triggers it to come back to come back. So I think there's a whole hell of a lot in there. That we just don't know how to access. I didn't, can't access anything. Carolyn, you make it sound like you have amnesia. What's my name again? What's my name again? Do we think amnesia is real? Not like that. Not like we see on TV. No. Uh, I mean, there definitely is like short-term memory loss, long-term memory loss, stuff like that. But sure. Remembering how to speak an entire language, but don't know your name, but know that you live in a house and how to brush your teeth and uh, what's your favorite food, but don't. Right. You can speak English, but you don't remember who your mom is. It's really the way they put it in movies. I don't think it's like that. Yeah. And we were watching Unsolved Mysteries the other night and some guy had amnesia and it was like that. Right. He's like, I think I'm supposed to like you. But he also was like a rapist. Like, how can you remember how to turn on a light switch? Right. <laughs> like, just stupid shit. What, like, like, I don't understand if how you selective amnesia is. lost all of your memories, then you'd have to relearn how to do everything. Yeah, everything. Including tie your shoes. Mm-hmm. Brush your hair. Mm-hmm. Speak, ostensibly. So, like people who have brain injuries then yeah they can literally lose all of that and have to relearn and they, I, they lose, don't call that amnesia though i could see you losing like a period of time too around the brain injury mm-hmm. or oh of course a bunch of your memories it's just so weird how in all all these things all these people can just still talk perfectly fine mm-hmm. the coolest is those people that get like an accent when they hit their head they like turn british <laughs> yeah. like there's a button and it could be bad like if you're if you're a white guy and you hit your head and you start talking like an Irish person, that's fine. If you start talking like a Chinese person, that's so fucking racist. And you're going to you're gonna be called racist all the time. And you're just going to be like, no, this is just how I talk. See, I couldn't even do that guy talking like that because it would sound too racist. Mm-hmm. So you better hope you fucking hit your head and you hit the European button if you're going to change your oh fucking accent. Or at least like if you're from Boston, hit the Texas button so you talk like you're from Texas. In the movie, this is also where we find out what happened to the parents. Mom died, dad lost it. They went from perfect family to fractured family after Garrett was taken. Very little time spent on them. Very little time spent on the parents. No babysitter night, so Abby gets her wish. How soon after did she die? Like, he was supposedly a child when Garrett got taken, but his little sister is much younger than him. 
So mom had to have like stuck around for a little while and had another baby and yes. then died. Yeah, he looks like he was at least a teenager when Garrett was taken. But not like he is now. No, he looks like he's probably about 13. What's she, about 8? So he'd be like 21? So maybe she had her maybe very soon after? Maybe she's 11 or 12, something like that. What? Garrett got taken. She had her very soon after. Maybe, maybe she was pregnant with her, but she didn't look pregnant. So he works, she sleeps in the office. The place is fucking trashed. She brought her tent. It's like camping, and that's not great for Mike. He don't like that idea of that. Mike's going to fix the place up, just like in Willy's Wonderland. These are the same fucking movie, for the most part. Except Willy's Wonderland is way more zany and violent. Little boy is whispering to Abby, so she's wandering. Mike is sleeping. Freddy is going to introduce himself. Now, instead of multiple kids, there is only one in the dream. Mike has figured out that they are the missing children that she was talking about. They're going to make a deal. If they show him, they want something in return. The thing they want goes unsaid at this point, but it's surely his sister. Mm. Like the most obvious thing ever, they want Abby. So the animatronics, he busts in, and she's screaming and squealing. The animatronics were just tickling her. So they're, they're being friendly. Yeah, it, that wasn't a tickle squeal. No, it wasn't. It was very much not a tickle squeal. He doesn't believe this because obviously. like. Plus it looked freaky as hell. Yeah, it is unknown at this point if they want to kill her or play with her. If they wanted to kill her, they just could have. Like, why do they need permission? Well, they want to turn her. Right, do they need permission to turn her? I, I, don't, I don't think so. They didn't get it before. But also, the bad guy took the other ones and made them go there instead of them like recruiting so maybe this was their first time maybe maybe he made them agree to become the things i don't know we make it another night though that's three of them abby considers them friends she confirms that they are in fact ghosts duh mike has a drawing abby drew it is their brother being kidnapped that is unsettling Especially since she wasn't even born yet. Correct. A boy with blonde hair told her. He said nothing about the driver, but a lot about a yellow rabbit. You kind of knew now. Yes. Where this was going. I'm pretty sure I said that. Yeah. Spring trap. So now he's enlisting her to get info from the animatronics. Vanessa is already at the pizzeria when they arrive. The animatronics like Vanessa. So now they're building a fort for Abby and the animatronics. It's like they are legit friends. If they could just be friends and be cool... All would be good. Yeah, they don't have to fucking kill the girl and turn her into one of them. No, they, they could, could just hang out. Mm-hmm. They could be buddies. This pals, guy could keep his amigos. fucking job. This guy could keep his fucking job. Yeah. Bring the little girl. She's happy. They're happy. And Everyone's how come happy. they only have to watch this place at night? Nobody breaks in during the day? Probably not. I mean, most burglaries are at the night. The burglaries happen during the day. Well, the only, in the movie. The only burg- burglar... 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 burglary we see is during the daytime yes that is a fact they look for tablecloths and they find Ballora very dangerous and unstable Vanessa can't fathom why he'd bring Abby because she has more information than he does he thinks this is okay she knows this is not okay Mm -hmm. and she will not tell him Mm -hmm. Vanessa thinks he needs to let the Garrett stuff go that's a fact that is true Mm-hmm. Garrett is for sure dead right. at this point. Abby tries to play the guitar and gets shocked unconscious. 
Vanessa is super fucking scared of something now, and she threatens to shoot Mike if he brings Abby back. You know what that was? Four nights down. We've survived four nights at Freddy's. And now Aunt Jane's home. Abby thinks he gave her away. Um. Oh, look, you know her name now. Yeah. You called her Aunt Jenny earlier. Did I? Mm-hmm. Aunt Jane. So she's crossing him out of her pictures, but he's not trying to give her away. He just wants her to watch. Right. Abby. Yeah, like she's the babysitter now. Yeah. Mike's leaving her in this state with Aunt Jane, and this is a bad idea. This is a bad state to leave that child in. He's going to the pizzeria off the clock because he wants to dream, a little dream. And we are camping again, but it's a different dream. The kids are there. They can give him this dream every night. They just want Abby. And he agrees. What the fuck is wrong with him? Why would he want a dream? Yeah, I don't he even could just get do it. that. He's lucid dreaming anyways. Dream what you want. Yeah. I mean, if you're in the dream and you're lucid dreaming and you could change the dream, he could get like a fucking Batman grappling hook and shoot that car. Mm-hmm. He could just have it. So just do that. Just save your brother in a dream and have the dream. But he changes his mind and he's all alone in the forest. They're coming to get him. They slice him up with their fingers in his dream. Just like Freddy fucking Krueger. Very much a mix between Willy's Wonderland and Freddy fucking Krueger. He's about to get ground up in that weird metal chair that they have there for some reason. But he does escape. Because earlier the... The security guard was trying to loosen one of the bolts, and he almost got it, so the bolt was pretty loose Mm -hmm. for Mike Schmidt. That's the room where they hit all the bodies of the people they killed earlier, too, so now he knows what happened to those fuckers. So it's his turn to flee, and Foxy's coming to get him. Abby is locked in her room, and Freddy is at the house. Well, it's actually the little blonde boy. or He says it's just him, and Freddy's not there, but Freddy's definitely fucking there. They killed Aunt Jane. They're going to take a taxi to Freddy's. Freddy gets in the cab and scares the fuck out of the driver. I was perfectly fine with Aunt Jane dying. Yeah, I didn't way. care. Like, she wasn't the worst human being in the world. But she was going to make it hard. Mm-hmm. And she never did anything to make you like her, so who gives a fuck? I'm fine with it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Vanessa saved Mike and took him to the police supply outpost. So, like, another supply closet. There's supply closets all over this town. She knew they'd try to kill him. Knew they killed the robbers, too. They want to make Abby like him. Mike has seemingly doomed Abby. We get more backstory. They never found those kids. The man that took them was very bad. Very cruel. It's not just their ghosts in those machines. It's their actual fucking bodies. They must be stanky. Yeah, I'll say. The man that took them has some kind of influence over them, which kind of leads me to believe they had to agree to do this or something. Because they definitely asked Mike permission to have Abby. When they could have just taken Abby. Mm -hmm. The man knows he's looking and he'll be coming. William Afton, Vanessa's father, a.k.a. Matthew Lillard, is another killer. Just like in Scream. Mm -hmm. And our assistant figured it out. Correct. Vanessa figured out her father took Garrett. And then there's like a picture of her holding the plane that Garrett had. Mm -hmm. Electricity is the only thing that works against these fuckers. It doesn't kill them, but it kind of fucks with their circuitry. Vanessa says she'll be no use to him, so she's not going. 
I guess because she can't kill her dad. I guess, but I mean... Or maybe he has control over her, too. Maybe, but she fucking doesn't hold hold this promise very long. He has to sneak in through the vent. Chica has Abby. Bonnie and Freddy are on the stage, like, still playing as if they're just the animatronics, even though they're, they're alive. And when they hear a noise, Freddy, like, looks at them. But they're, they go back to acting just like animatronics. Mm-hmm. So they're taken out by some water taser combo. He spills some water and then tases the water. Takes both those fuckers out. They want Abby to be Ballora. Ballora's a cool looking one. Mm-hmm. Ballora's pretty fucking cool looking. I don't know who my favorite is. The weird thing is they have all these different varieties of the main characters. There's like Shadow, Bonnie, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's some really fucking cool looking ones. And there's like this glow in the dark cupcake one that looks pretty yeah, fucking they're, cool. They're different. Oh God, there's so many different series. They're still coming out with ones. There's like ice ones or something now, too. I'm sure. They'll never the, stop. The boy was just showing me last night, like different ones he wants for his birthday. Oh, fucking God. Back on this shit. Mm-hmm. He'll roll right back into a hobby. Oh, yeah. He ain't afraid to. Mike gets there just in time. Cupcake and Foxy are still roaming free. Cupcake taking care of Mike. Foxy heading after Abby. Mike shop shocks Cupcake's mouth hole. Right in a fucking mouth hole. Tasers there. Foxy is the craziest looking one, to be honest. Like, all of them do still look like animatronics that you would see somewhere, except Foxy. Looks like shit. Yeah. He's, like, missing limbs and shit. Yeah, he has, like, holes in him and stuff. He looks awful. She's hiding in the ball pit. Oh, wow, that's pretty fucking cool. Freddy Frostbear, it's called. That Freddy Frostbear, unbelievable pun. That is so cool. He's really cool. Yeah, literally. And he's only $15. That ain't bad. I think he will end up with a Freddy Frostbear. Yes. In walks Springtrap, the yellow rabbit. Electricity doesn't work on him. He's like the final boss. Also, he's not an animatronic. He's just a dude in a suit. Is it weird that I can remember all of these characters' names? but not real people in movies that we had just seen. Yeah, maybe it's like uh, amnesia. Kind of fucking amnesia. <laughs> amnesia for bullshit you don't care about at all. Vanessa takes out Foxy. And now, somehow Springtrap wakes up all the animatronics because he has some sort of spell on him. Vanessa has him at gunpoint. And it's Matthew Lillard! Yep, her dad was Springtrap the whole time. Mm-hmm. She shoots him, and it doesn't work. Because while he's not an actual animatronic, the suit is still an animatronic suit, I think. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, what kills him. They're going to show the animatronics what the yellow rabbit did to them, because there's drawings all over the walls, and Abby's going to draw a picture of what what um, Springtrap did to them. Springtrap kills Vanessa. But the animatronics remember. You, you put a question mark there, though. I did put a question mark there. Because he got her in that spot. They killed don't... his own kid. Yeah, I don't know that they actually kill him. I think he dies in that room and becomes an animatronic like them. Mm. I'm sure we'll find that out next year or the year after. Cupcake bites his suit and it goes fucking ballistic and starts like stabbing him and shit. Vanessa is not dead because, like you said, she got stabbed in that spot. You know where that spot is, people? It's right on the side of your abdomen. Usually the left side. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that spot where nothing is. Yeah, it bleeds real bad, but they usually live. Yeah, your appendix, nothing's over there. Sometimes they even like bleed out the mouth, and you're like, oh, they're definitely a goner because yeah, they're bleeding out the mouth. They That's... must have must have bit their lip when they fell. But then they so they still somehow survive. Mm-hmm. That bleeding out the mouth thing's a weird one. Yeah, but I always remember when I would see that in the shows and the movies when I was a kid. Oh, they're a goner now. Bleeding out the mouth. Yeah, that is that is what it means. They're dead. Mm-hmm. But I think that's very rare that you just start bleeding out of the mouth and coughing up blood. Mm-hmm. It happens in every fucking movie where a bunch of people die. Mm-hmm. Somebody's coughing up blood. I don't think it's that common. I don't know. I haven't seen that many people die. But yeah, she's not dead. She got stabbed right in that spot. You can get shot in that spot, you can get stabbed in that spot, and you're fine. Well, she's in the hospital. Yeah, she has like a breathing tube and shit, but she's yeah. going to make it. And we get out of there. We go back to school. Abby's taken a turn for the better the past few weeks. She's yeah. really coming out of her shell. They go to visit Vanessa. This is where we see she has a breathing tube, but they say, we'll be here when you wake up. And then they leave. So they don't know that. They can't promise that because they're gone now, and she could wake up right now. I think he meant... I'm going to stick around. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm not leaving you forever. Abby is worried about her friends. They're all alone and no one takes care of them anymore. She wants to visit and he is not entirely against Right. Them. He didn't say no. Even though they tried to take her from him. Which is shocking. Like maybe, maybe say no. Maybe. Say- but also they did save them at the end there too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would, I would be pretty committal that we're not. We're not going to do this. We have to let these things in the past. If I have to get over Garrett, you have to get over these fucking toys. Mm -hmm. They have each other. They'll be fine. We end with um, William as Springtrap groaning before one of the children shuts the door on him like a fucking saw. So I do think he dies in there, and I think he becomes an animatronic himself. Mm -hmm. That's what we'll see in the next movie. Pretty stinky one, probably. I would imagine so. He looked pretty stinky in that unemployment office. I can't imagine what he smells like as a corpse inside a fucking stuffed bunny. Mid-credit scene, cab driver, it's Balloon Boy. So that's who we think Garrett is, I think. Yep. I can accept that. Because there was no point for that scene at all. Right. Honestly. And that was Five Nights at Freddy's. Did you like it? It was fine. Yeah. I gave it four stars on Letterboxd. Pretty good. A movie based on a video game turned into just this fucking merchandising juggernaut. I'd be willing to bet that while so many kids know the lore and who these fucking characters are, only a tiny, tiny percentage of them have ever played a second of the video game. Yeah, especially now. That was a while ago. Yeah. And I think a new one popular. recently like, came out. They don't even sell that stuff like like at Walmart and stuff like that anymore. No, it's only vi- like Spencer's. The and- video games were never that popular. Do you know it was popular? YouTube videos about the video game yeah. was popular. Um, and the boy would watch that. Mm-hmm. He would watch other people play. He would watch mm-hmm. other people play in our house. He just wouldn't play himself. And he would watch edits that had nothing to do with the games that other people made. Mm-hmm. He would watch listen, listen videos of song. other people playing with their plushies. <laughs> yeah, all that shit. So... This whole franchise is largely popular because of word of mouth. Not the thing that created it. Not this video game that created it. It's YouTube, word of mouth, just the online fandom in general is mm-hmm. what made this popular. There's endless fan fiction. There's unauthorized Five Nights at Freddy's books. There's authorized Five Nights at Freddy's books. There's those fucking plushy shows we were just talking about on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's music videos. There's animation. 
all this shit that the dude that made the fucking game mm-hmm. did not create. Right. And then there's all the shit that he licensed or whatever. And it's everything. Anything you can think of has a fucking FNAF character on it. Mm-hmm. So this really went from being a video game to just this fucking merchandising machine. Yeah. And like the rest of this prop, uh, the rest of the property, this movie fucking printed money. This movie made $294.8 million on a budget of $20 million. That doesn't happen anymore. And it's going to bring back the sales of all this shit too. Yeah. Which is why we're going to be buying that new Bonnie. Yeah. The fucking, what the fuck was it called? Freddy Freeze Bear? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm going to have to spend $15 Frosty. on this fucking thing. Freddy Frost Bear. Freddy Frost Bear. Better name than what I said. <clears throat> but that doesn't happen anymore. So the thing I talk about all the fucking time on this is I miss the lower to mid-budget movies that make a huge amount of money. This is this is going to be a franchise, but it's not. I guess it's a franchise because of the merchandising and everything, but it's not a movie franchise yet, but it's going to be. But I miss I miss the $20 million movie that can make $300 million. Mm-hmm. That's not what you get anymore. You get the fucking $800 million movie that makes $1.4 billion. Don't really love that if it's every movie that's like that. I want movies like this. Inflation. That's a lot of fucking inflation because they still made this movie for $20 million. <laughs> and we're going to get a sequel. Matthew Lillard signed a three-picture deal when he signed up to be in this movie. All right. With this movie being this successful, there will be a sequel. Sounds it, like there's going to be at least three. Yeah. Just as long as the next one makes a bunch of money, there will be a third. And the next one will probably make more money than this one did. Because this movie made $39.4 million on opening day. That is a psychotic number considering it was released for free on Peacock the same day. Yep. You did not even have to go to the fucking movies not. to watch this. You didn't have to rent it at home. You could watch this fucking movie for, for free, free the day it came out. Yep. And it still was the biggest movie at the box office on its opening weekend. I don't even know that many people. And I know four separate groups that went out on opening day to watch this movie. To what, To pay to watch a movie you could, you could watch, watch for, for free. free at home. Yeah. And our kids went to the movies watched it came home watched, watched it, it again. again yeah so that's the record that is the most money a movie's ever made when it was simultaneously released for free and in the theaters I'm sure. like they were doing that a lot during covid releasing them both for free like that this was after covid there was no reason for them to release this fucking movie for free mm-hmm. on peacock but it worked it made no difference at the box office i don't think it made any difference at all in fact it might have fucking helped because people watching here are like, I got to see this in theaters. Mm-hmm. I would I would bet more people went to see this movie after seeing it at home than didn't go see it because they could see it at home. The movie had a higher opening weekend than the Halloween reboot Bloomhouse made. So this, the fucking Halloween movie, the return of Jamie Lee Curtis, all that shit mm-hmm. was so highly anticipated. This movie beat that. This is the highest grossing film Bloomhouse has ever made. Wow. Critics naturally hate it. Of course, yeah. They hit it with a 31% of Rotten Tomatoes because they don't like fucking fun or anyone to enjoy anything at all. It has to be shitty like La La Land, which is just not good. Like, that's a bad movie. It sucks. And it won like a fucking Academy Awards because it's shitty and critics are shitty. They're awful. And they like that shit because they don't want anybody to enjoy anything. 
And what are the fan ratings? 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. So a full 50 higher. And you know what? The fans are fucking right. There's nothing wrong with this movie. It's a decent time. A little fucking dark. Yeah. A little dark. But the entire property's dark. You know that going in. Even yeah. little kids know that going in. Yes. Our kid was not surprised by it being dark like that. No, neither of them were. He said he won- He almost cried at one point, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He made it abundantly clear he didn't. Oh, he's allowed. Yeah. Well, he made it abundantly clear. I didn't. I don't give a shit if he <laughs> cries at a movie. But yeah, you know that going in. It's dark. That's what it is. So yeah, I'll definitely watch the sequels if they happen. I don't know if this was the best movie we watched, because we watched three movies like two days in a row. So we watched this, we watched Leave the World Behind, and we watched Barbie. I know your favorite. I don't know. I don't know if Barbie was my favorite. You really liked it. But boy, have I been singing I Am Ken. I'm just Ken! Oh, God. And you're great at doing stuff. <laughs> Can you feel the energy? It was good. I can't believe it was good. I'm appalled that it was good. And that other movie was good, too. I liked it. Julia Roberts was a real bitch in it for most of the movie, but... Yeah, which is not like her. No, it's weird. It was weird. I didn't like that. But yeah, I liked all three of those movies, so we did pretty good. Usually, if I pick three movies, three of them are not your cup of tea. Yeah. But I think I picked three movies, two of them were your cup of tea. Because you like Barbie. Yeah. You liked that other movie. And you didn't hate this. Now, this will be coming out on January 1st. Mm-hmm. Let me look. It sure will, so you don't have to rate it, because it'll be the first movie of the new year. Dun, dun, dun. Usually, we start off like pretty early in the year with fan-picked movies. I think we're going to hold off on fan-picked movies until after the 100th episode. Okay. And then we can lead right into fan-picked movies. Sounds good to me. We're picking new fans. We'll see. Maybe. Do Maybe some repeats. fans. I don't know. I do not know. Have fucking five regular listeners. I mean, more than that. But if you'd like to pick a movie, reach out to me somewhere. And I will judge you and see if you're worthy. If you don't want to talk to him, you can reach out to me too. You can reach out to Carolyn. She might judge you less harshly and see if you're worthy. I'll at least won't ask for boob pictures. I won't either. You'll want them. Come no, on. No, there's no pr- quid pro quo here. I wanted to. I wanted to decline him though. What? I wanted to decline him though. I know. So that's pretty much all I have. Do you have anything else to add? Nope. And say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn. <laughs>